0: You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Welcome to episode 25 of the MX Vice show. I'm James Burfield, and in the studio with me is MX Vice editor, Lewis Phillips. What's up? And alongside me is Rob from Jukebox Beats. Today's show is brought to you by Talon, Yoko, Liat, Hinson, KYB, and Europe's newest race shop, evenstrokes.com, where you can go online and find some of the brands we've just mentioned.
1: Mm.
0: How are you, Lewis? Good, you? Absolutely fine. Just trying to wrap up 2019. Been busy with advertising. What a year it's been. A great end to the year. The start of the year was a little bit
1: tough. When I look back at 2019, it just makes me want to stab my eyes out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got uh, hands down, literally hands down, this is the honest truth. 2019, hardest year of my life.
1: Yeah, I was looking back, I was thinking about it this, this week, and there was a few things that I forgot even happened, and I generally just wanted to just cry.
0: Yeah. Uh, there was a there was a couple of moments where I think I managed. I've never resigned so much from a job as I did in in 2019. I think
1: it's a record four times. I had I had around seven mental breakdowns. Yeah, yeah.
0: But there we go. We're on the other side. Six weeks free. Um, things going well.
1: Yeah, I'm still being paid. So
0: yeah, you're still getting getting paid. I'm I'm not overdrawn. No. So uh, we're all good. The great thing is is we've got. Some really cool people on board. Technical Touch with Yoko. We've got Liat, KYB, Hinson, Talon. Have I said k Suspension? Yeah. k Suspension. No, Susp- you haven't. Yeah, k Suspension's on board. Kawasaki UK. Uh, SBS Brakes. Oh, yeah. It's very cool. Just trying to think who else we got. Been a very busy week. There's a few more. And I'm going to get shouted out for not mentioning them. But really, really just...
1: We love everyone here.
0: Yeah, but I'm just so pleased about the people who've come on board and support us.
1: Put their money where their mouth is.
0: Yeah, it's been really, really cool. Like, I think people can see what we've been trying to do and they kind of see that we've kind of had our hands tied a little bit. But the support that we've got from the industry is, is, is fantastic. So thank you. You're uh, welcome. And we're able to do things like this. Yeah. So um,
1: has, we haven't done in a while.
0: Uh, how's the off-season going?
1: Yeah, it's almost over. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, like at the end of the tunnel and all that. It's actually gone quite quick when you look at the three months.
0: Yeah. You were close to a breakdown at some point, now. So it's good to see you back into yeah, full the f- health.
1: The three months were um, the three months have actually been quite stressful. Every other off season I've had time to like do some interesting stuff. Like, oh
0: Talk us through your interest well, stuff no, like, you do I've in the off season. No, like,
1: I've had time to like sit down and do stats and stuff. Kinda of go out with ladies. This off season. Go to the cinema. This off season. I don't museums. know what's happened. This off season's been mad. Like this off season's been just as busy as a bloody season.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm very I just need sleep. Have you managed to complete Tinder and Worthing yet? That was
0: years ago. Oh, okay, you've yeah. not sort of gone back on to see if there's any new changes?
1: No, I'm no, too busy with other things like the British Championship.
0: Oh, yeah, how's that going? <laughs> yeah, great.
1: Yeah? Yep. Are you ACU chairman yet? Nope. but we are taking it to new heights. Okay. Yep. Step
0: by step, hey? Yep.
1: Okay. Treading um, on people like you.
0: Well, uh, as soon as I'm out of my advertising mode, which is, you know, getting us back up and running again, I am then going to have a look at what you're doing on the ACU. Okay. And then I can start actually uh, trolling you.
1: Yep. I've been working on um, a magazine. For how, how, many, Silver.
0: how many stats have you been doing so far for the AC magazine? Oh, not many.
1: That's not a magazine. It's a social media.
0: Social media, yeah. Yep. So, uh, like, sorry, yeah. How many, how many stats have you been doing? Have you known like, oh, Harry Coolis? No. 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 Not done
1: like. Oh no! I just told you I haven't had time to redo really that kind of stuff.
0: Oh, build base Honda of not one for free days.
1: No. Ooh. I just told you I haven't really had time to do that stuff okay although I did uncork a, one heck of a stat on MX Vice yesterday oh tell us did you not see is it the Talon one no okay the sewer one. Oh yeah wow what a stat I mean,
0: that's got to be good for anybody who's looking to sign From in the, the future for the second
1: T-turn pro he's never missed a GP that's insane yeah, since round one in 2014 he's had some big crashes as well yeah it? but when you think about it he's never been injured Apart no. from he had a lung infection, but you never, th- I, can never I can't never—I can think of a single time when it was like, oh, he's dealing with this, he's dealing with that. So how many races now? It's 111? 110 GPs. 110 he's GPs. done in a row. Wow. When I told him about this stat, he said it made him nervous. And I can understand why. Are we
0: talking races now? Or are we talking actual GPs? No, GPs. What, so he's not been injured for five years?
1: Six years, isn't it? No, yeah, six years. 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. He's not missed one GP in that time. Bloody hell. That's yeah.
0: value for money, eh? Well,
1: when you think about it, he's twenty five now, I'd say there's a very real chance he could go the next four years without missing a GP. And then at that point, he's got, as far as like all time starts go, he's got to be pushing it because back in 10, 15 years ago, there weren't 20 rounds in a season. No. So that's helping his little stats. The um the interesting thing is, it's not like you can say
0: he's holding back. No. Because he's pretty well.
1: When you think he's about he's been pushing it, it this year, and, and he's pretty like all action. He, he's had a couple of big ones. Like, there's only a couple of riders who managed to line up for every GP this year, let alone in the last six. Yeah, that's a great start. Yeah, I was well interested. So, you,
0: so you've been working on this magazine? Yes. Okay. He's Starting
1: like a fan club thing and um how do I join he i am not sure yet but he wants to he's made like he's doing like I get a free membership he's doing like a print magazine for everyone who right. joins the fan club like about his life and stuff yeah and um he came to me and asked me to make it for him so i've been quite are you popular oh yeah i know i've been quite busy writing that because there's quite a lot to do for it so. that's
0: cool yeah oh yeah i'm was... writing
1: about his um at the moment just before we started this i was writing about his cnc degree ah oh, cool and yeah. the fact that he's made a start gate that he sold to other mxgp teams Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he also so.
1: plays the piano. Right, yeah. Anything he, um, else? Capri- He's a Capricorn. He's got an apprenticeship. a right. CNC. A, he did a CNC apprenticeship, hence why he has a degree. Yeah. All sorts of stuff like that. Okay. He was still doing his apprenticeship two days a week when he joined MX2 because he had to finish it. Okay. So i just writing about all stuff like that. Right
0: then, there he goes. Very interesting.
1: Yeah, Hence why I managed to uncork the old 110 GPs in a row stats. You put some was, stats in there. Yeah, because I was looking at his stuff.
0: Did you like looking at his stuff?
1: And I was like, oh, f- fuck me. Hold up. There's, no br- there's no gaps in his GP career. I was like, n- why has he got points at every single round? And I realized, although he did miss one moto because Thailand in 2015, maybe, he didn't line up for the second moto because of heat problems. But he still was at the GP, raced to first moto, so. Sounds like a bit of a pussy. But yeah, uh, doctor's orders. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I'm just working on that kind of stuff, to be honest. Trying to get all that done before Christmas. And then I can start my season fresh without having to worry about That's cool. other duties.
0: Yeah, I was, chatting to, I was chatting to Ricky Carmichael yesterday. And he was saying, oh, do you think you can help me um, polish my helmet? I said, yeah.
1: Oh, brilliant. Because he got stuff to offer. Yeah.
0: So I've been pretty busy as well.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to do that for Ricky. What do you want to talk about this week? You went to Geneva recently. I did go to Geneva. <laughs> what do you think of that? There was... Was, there was a reason why we didn't do a show last week. It's because if you've got nothing nice to say, you shouldn't say anything at all. Well, why ask me a question? I've got to be honest. <laughs> James was... Basically, I was at Geneva like a day before James, and I was buzzing, loving life, etc. Then James showed up and just shit all over it, saying it was the worst event he's ever been to. He wasn't feeling it. It's not doing it for him. And that was basically the mood sucks out of Geneva for me. <laughs> like every time I went to do a bit of work, he just was like, well, why would you do that? No one cares. Like it's only Geneva. Well, actually, I've got something to justify my
0: feeling because okay. Paris a couple of years ago, I went to Lille and I walked in and kind of thought, is this it? Uh, I'm not going to come back here again. And then you told me about the new stadium. I went back to the new stadium and I got to be honest, Paris Supercross was freaking awesome. Really, really good event. Two entertaining nights. Track was awesome. Facilities were awesome. Everything was great.
1: But you've been to Geneva before. You knew what you were getting yourself into.
0: But maybe, this is what I'm trying to say, is Paris was so good that when I went back to Geneva this time, I then compared Geneva to Paris, and it was like someone had got like a a Tonka toy and built a little track for their little Tonka toy, and that was actually a Supercross track. Well,
1: you ruined it for me, so...
0: Well, I didn't have to ruin anything, because if you've seen the first night where someone went over the last jump, took out a photographer, like freewheeled into a photographer, and two people on the other side of the track. Mm. Entertainment. Yes, very entertaining. Kapow,
1: etc. Yeah,
0: so, uh, so it's probably not Geneva's fault, it's Paris's fault, because Paris is so good now. Oh, You should go to an American Supercross.
1: I've been, thank you. Yeah, but you didn't really do it properly. Some of us have to stay here. You don't have, well, you only have to because of family. You were going to go to Anaheim one, yes, yeah. true. But some of
0: us have to stay here. I'd love to be in California. I'd mm. love to do the first six ranks.
1: Mm. So I'd love I. to
0: spend lots of company money on swanning around in Don't California. Say that, cause I'm
1: already starting to like think about that quite a lot. So it's okay. Yeah, oh. yeah. Some of us are here. Yeah, working
0: hard, fork. holding down the fork, getting the money in. We are doing yeah.
1: some work over there. Yeah, I know. Red Bull yeah. KTM. Yeah, McDonald's. Red Bull KTM of yeah Chipotle helping Mxy helping sell. them out with yeah. some
0: some sales. Yep. So yeah, that was my, my thought process. Um, it's, it's not Geneva's fault. It really isn't. But Paris stepped up.
1: Paris is good. If you Paris you should, Everyone really should good. go to the new Paris stadium. It's very yeah. good. As yeah. far as location goes, you can't really get a better spot for a Supercross. No,
0: nah, it's great. I'm a big fan. I'm going every year. Whether I'm press or a fan, oh, I'm going cool. every year. Don't say that. What? You trying to set my heart rate going?
1: No. I mean, You're, you'll be press every year, won't you? Well,
0: depends. Oh, I might want to go there VIP one day. Oh, okay. I might need to
1: go there in... in Talk to Malcolm Stewart about line choice. Do you, um, do you miss not having Tommy in here?
0: Uh, no. Oh. No. No, I don't miss his moaning. He moaned a lot. He, he
1: did moan a lot.
0: <laughs> so it was like, even before we even got to the podcast, it was,
1: God, how, how far is this? To be fair, it is shit driving in. I've said it a few times. I'm, yeah. I'm very glad I haven't had to do it for two weeks.
0: Yeah. That's good then. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming in and motivating us there. Yeah. So not long now. When do you fly? Uh, December 28th. Okay, which is nine days. Nine days, ten days.
1: Yeah, it's quite stressful when you say that. <laughs> currently homeless.
0: <laughs> so you did have something lined up, and then it was just torn away from you. Yes. So
1: currently
0: so, homeless. So how are the negotiations going for a house
1: that in Cali? Um Negotiations are going to ramp up this evening. Okay, because I told I've given a few people a Wednesday deadline. Okay, so to get your best offer in uh, by yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And there's an Airbnb that's empty. And apparently it's being furnished today, so I'm expecting an answer on that today. Okay. But I think I'm being scammed there. Yeah. Yeah. Because it'd be quite easy to go on an estate agent's website, rip photos of an empty house, chuck it on Airbnb, and get people to pay up front, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking's happening. Because a woman seems very roboty as well in her messages. Yeah. So I'm very concerned. But she tells me it'll be furnished today, so... Well, we'll see. So, a few things have happened this week. Nothing's happened this
0: week. Okay. A few things have happened last week. Okay. Uh, Talks room.
1: Okay. Uh, Prada got injured. That was about it. Okay. So, right. Brilliant. Thanks for tuning in this week. (laughs) And uh, not much else happened last week apart from that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where you're getting the rest of the stuff from, but. Okay. Artem Guriev signed for Jackie Martins. Okay.
0: I like Artem. I met him a few times last last year.
1: Artem Guriev signed for Jackie Martins, or an alternative way of wording it Artem Guriev took money to Jackie Martins
0: yep and do you know what nothing wrong with that I don't blame RTM. if somebody if one of his sponsors wants to give him some money Jackie Martins is just having to start a team from scratch he needs money simple economics
1: yeah Jackie Martins definitely needs money that's definitely been his uh team MO yeah We're setting that one up yeah but he's, he's had
0: to go from scratch to get off the ground it's a bit like think of MX Vice going from literally absolutely nothing to,
1: well, do, you want me to pay for my, do you want me to pay for my job yes please yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, but that's mental when you look at it like that. Like, do you want me to pay thirty grand to do my so that I can do my job? Do you want thirty grand? No, but that's just a normal going rate for riders, is it? Yeah, that's what X rider paid. Was it?
0: Yeah. What? So if if I wanted to ride in a GP team, I could pay thirty thousand. I'm in there.
1: That's what someone paid this year. Really? Yeah.
0: I need to look at this, Rob. I could be a pro rider. Forty four years old. Yeah. Coming back into my GP. Coming back. I've never. I've, never,
1: I've never been Yeah, weird concept. When you look at it like that, isn't it? But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, Prado's broken his... No, he's not broken. He's fractured his femur. That's a bad one. Yeah, but they're fractured, is that... Yeah, that's... That's that's. that's not as bad as broken, no. It's the same thing. Is it? Well, this is what confuses me. Because the PR said broken femur and dislocated femur in the same block of text. I think the worst one is the... Co- is it a compound fracture when the bone comes through the skin? Yeah, that was what the rumor was originally because I got told it was um, fractured and exposed. Ooh, then that's a bad one. Well, but no one in the KTM thing, it wasn't mentioned... Shh. Um, at all but it was exposed so I guess it maybe it wasn't okay but yeah uh, he's done for the beginning of the season realistically when when are we gonna people have said maybe April um, yeah people have said like Spain Portugal time but that just seems early to me yeah someone even wrote Trentino maybe but that's really early I could see him pushing to be back for Spain because obviously he wants to well If that event goes ahead, we still don't even know where it will be. When Spain end of April 19th of April? Okay, I could see him pushing to be back for that, but realistically, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't return until Russia 7th of June because that's six months and that's pretty to recover from a femur injury, get back on the bike, do the rehab, do the testing, do the training, and all that. Yeah, like that seems more realistic.
0: They have to be gutted though, both Prada and KTM.
1: Well, I'm sure KTM are now fast.
0: I'm sure MXGP are a little bit gutted because that would have raised some viewing figures.
1: Yeah, but I'm don't, I think it's still... Um, I don't think it's sucked too much life out of the series. Oh,
0: no, I'm not being negative. I'm just saying that it's a, it's a big blow. Yeah. Because there was a lot of people who were very excited about me included. Sorry,
1: I'm just, I'm just used Cinema to being negative after Geneva.
0: No, it just seems yeah. like you had your, your, your PR head on then. Yeah, it's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but still, it's the same as if Hurlins gets injured. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, He's that type
1: of rider now that... But you've still got Hurlins, Crowley and Geyser. Look, I'm not complaining. Okay. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's a blow. Yeah, it'll be big when he comes back though. Yeah. So that's a nice little mid-season pickup for everyone to look forward to.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's looking good anyway. We've always said about the MXGP series. I tell you what, can I tell you about what's grinding my gears this week? What? Regarding that injury, is everybody going on about, oh, he's 18 years old. He shouldn't be on a 450. That really pissed me off. Just like literally the amount of comments on Facebook and Twitter, which i seen from people just going, oh, he should never be on a 450 that age. The, the guy's a the two-time world champion on it on the 250 F. You got Verstappen in Formula One, who's driving a Formula One car. It's 17 years old. I think
1: people think that a 450 is like a mobile bomb. A
0: mobile bomb, or a, no, I don't just know, just go a, off at some point. A, a
1: Yorkie truck or something.
0: There's no denying that you can ride the bike. It's not it, when you actually hear about what happened. The the track was really slick
1: from rain. Yeah, and he caught his leg or something, and his leg came off. That's why. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's motocross. Shit happens all the time. It is, the the kicker here is it's another one of those classic stories of it was the last two laps of practice on the day. Yeah. And that seems to be the common denominator. Like, there's a few riders who have been seriously injured who I've heard that like it was like, oh yeah, I'll just do one more lap. Yeah. And then that ends up being the kicker. Like, yeah, I'm getting tired. Like, I'm sure he probably considered when the track got slick at the end of the day, I'm sure he probably considered pulling it in. Yeah. And was just like, oh, I'll do one more little. I'll just have one little more go around. Yeah.
0: But anyway, that, that just grinds my gears. It's like, it is what it is. And if anything, I'm actually happy he's not in the MX2 class anymore.
1: Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if because, we're going into another year of that? Fuck me.
0: Well, I, I wouldn't even watch it because it's so fucking boring. It's exactly the same as when Hurlian was in there. It's a great rider, but, you know, it's just so predictable. Like Next year in MX2 is going to be awesome. Because we've already had multiple discussions about who we think is going to win. Oh, and yeah, and it changes every week. Every week. So if you put Prado back into the, the 250, it's like, oh. And, and at the end of the day, he's rides a 250 faster than some of the 450 riders out there and last year.
1: And he said that whether the rules forced him to go up or whatever, he would have wanted to ride a 450 at this point anyway. So you can't blame anyone. No, it just, it's
0: across. We and all know what happens when we swing a leg over a bike.
1: Two years ago, he um, broke his elbow in the off-season before he won his first title. Wow. And he got back on the bike two weeks before Argentina. And he was on a 250 then, so.
0: Was it this year when... Uh, he got injured and pulled the points back on Olsen. Yeah. Shoulder. Okay. Shoulder. Yeah. He likes an injury, does
1: not he? No, not really. Uh, well, we, he's not a sewer. He's not. Well, no, he's not. He's only missed one GP in the last two years. Okay. Yeah. Well, just saying. I mean, he's not going to rack up 110 in a row. But...
0: Just saying. Jeremy's uh, just in a different league.
1: Yeah, he could say that. Okay. Obviously disappointing, but show must go on. <laughs> yes, the show must go on. I'm, I'm not actually that, but it's like when Hurlins got injured last year in the off season, it was a proper heartbreak. This hasn't really hit me like that. Okay. Because I just kind of like, eh, he'll be back. Well, it's his rookie year as well. Yeah, he, I, like, I don't think I really expected him to come out and be winning races, so I'm kind of like, yeah. Well, well, can we remember when Herlin's went up in his rookie year? Yeah, but that was a different story. He yeah. underestimated the challenge and all that. Yeah, but still struggled. He was, and he also came in with an injury. He underestimated the challenge, came in with an injury. Like, it was a, it was a smorgasbord of shit. Have you, have you spoke to Jeffrey lately? Not since Eichmann. No. no. I saw he was in Abu Dhabi for the F1. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. And New York for a bit. He went on holiday there. Yeah. Yeah. Just wondering how the... I see he's back on Red Sand, though, so he started his training. Okay. Yeah. Right on.
0: Yeah. And uh, we've seen a lot of pictures of uh, coaches
1: oh, throughout God. the off-season. I knew you were going to bring this up. I don't With, know. What, um, this
0: isn't a Red thing. Sand, we've seen uh, someone you admire, Mark DeRuver.
1: Did you see his video?
0: No. Oh, yeah. That? Yeah, yeah. I've seen the video, yeah. The video is really cool. Very funny. That was uh, last Friday. Yeah. yeah. But what's interesting is going to be his three riders and how they're going to perform.
1: I'm uh, slowly starting to feel the Harrop hype again. Are you? Yes. Okay. Don't know why. Just starting to... I'm still not on the Ramay train at all. You need to get on that. I, I can't I'm firmly see it. on. I can't see it at all. But yeah, like, I'm firmly. Harrop and Dyke. Yeah. I think
0: all three of them are going to do really well. I'm, I'm really excited to watch that team next year. Really excited.
1: Yeah, and there's um some cool things I think coming their way as well.
0: So, okay. Do you want
1: to? No, I don't think I can. Okay. Because it's not been announced for some reason, but it should have been announced. Oh, I is think. that the main thing? The main thing? I thought it was announced. No. You sure? Yeah.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I thought it's in a press release, but maybe it was no. not. No. But yeah, so. Okay. Right, we won't talk about that
1: then. No. So what else would you like to talk about today? Should we talk about Max Hanstie? Let's talk about Max Hanstie. We, we might as well. I mean, it's a bit old news now, but we've yep. alluded to it for so long, but we might as well. Yeah. We can finally say the words out of my own mouth, which is nice. Max has signed for HEP Motorsports. Yeah. And is racing in America next year. 450 indoors, 450 out. Thank fuck I can say that because fuck me. What a two months it's been with that on my shoulders. So there was, are you allowed to talk about the whole thing behind this? Yeah, thing? sure. Well, actually, no, you can ask me questions and I'll tell you if I can answer them or not. Because,
0: right, okay. So the first thing is, is everybody said, oh, I knew it was Hep from the beginning, but that wasn't the case. No.
1: So what happened was he went, he was getting married in San Francisco or close to San Francisco the Wednesday after Monster Cup. So it would have been October the 20s, in the 20s somewhere. And that was all arranged and everything. And then when he was going out there, Hep got in touch and said, oh, do you want to come and test our bike? Because they were based near where the wedding was. So the day, no, it would have been two days, the Monday before his wedding on the Wednesday, he tested the HEP bike, and they were impressed by him and all of that stuff. But there was never, this wasn't like a, the deal wasn't, this wasn't really, this was just a test at that point.
0: But tell also uh, mentioned that when he turned up to the test, they customized the bike for him.
1: Oh yeah, they had a number on it and all sorts. Like they had 119 on it, his number the last time he did the AMA, three digits. Yeah, It was obviously 48 in 2010, but 2009... But that's was cool, 1/9. hey, yeah, like that the they went
0: that, to that level. It yeah, wasn't yeah. just, here's a plane, bike, get on it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah,
1: like um, the day of the test, I saw videos of him riding and stuff, and he looked good and everything, so it's obvious the team were impressed. But at that point, the deal wasn't done, and it was, it was really just a test. So then, as Max explained in my interview, at that point... Honestly, at that point, I, th- I would have thought he would have stayed in GPs with Dixon. But then that deal kind of changed... Because
0: there was talks there. Yeah. And it looked like it was going to happen.
1: Yeah, uh, but people... But that kind of died towards the end of October. Yeah. It just took people... And that time.
0: died basically because of budget.
1: Uh, yeah, just it, the deal that was on the table, which was a really good deal, just didn't come together in the end. Yeah. Because it was kind of pulling in bits from different areas. So then that went away. And when Dixon went away, he really had nothing in MXGP. Nothing worth considering. And uh, I wouldn't say that, but nothing... To the level of what he would have got with Dixon, I would say. Yeah. So at that point, he was in America on his... Actually, no, I think he found out that the Dixon thing wasn't going to happen the day before his wedding. So the day after the HEP test and the day before his wedding. So... Wow. Great lead up to a wedding. So then (laughs) on his honeymoon, he was trying to... As you explained in my interview, on, on his honeymoon, he was trying to figure out what he should do. He had 10 days in the Caribbean or something, I can't remember where. And he had a plane booked to come back to Belgium after that 10 days. And then the day before the end of his honeymoon, he was trying to figure out whether he should go back to Europe and see what happens or go just book a flight to LA and try and make something happen. So then eventually he said, fuck it, let's go to LA. And then he believes that at that point, teams were like, oh, fuck me, he's serious. And that helped him. Yeah. So then around July sort of time, he got hooked up with Jimmy Button at WMG. Cool. And Jimmy was like trying to open doors for him in America at that point. And that was before he'd even found out. Didn't he manage him
0: before though when he was in America? I can't remember. Previous time. I can't remember. Okay.
1: But at that point, Max hadn't found out that he wasn't going to be back at Standing Construct, but he was already trying to open doors and whatnot. Yeah. um, Just to. Be smart just in case the worst happened, which obviously it did, and standing construct couldn't field free riders. So then Jimmy got him a test with the Star Yamaha team to replace one of their injured riders, which was obviously Colt Nichols who damaged his shoulder. Right. However, I was confused by this because all reports said that Colt Nichols would be back for East Coast. So when I was talking to Max, I was kind of like, I don't really understand. Like is he worse than they're saying? Or like is there something else going on? And what ult- and Max rode the bike twice. Yeah, twice looked very fucking good. Like, fuck me. I wish I could share that video because it looks very fucking good. And then in the end, HEP were were pushing him to sign for them and Star were obviously pushing him to keep testing the bike and everything. And like, so it got to a point where Max was at a crossroads and he needed to make a decision. So then in the end, Star said that, they can't offer him anything firm because Colt Nichols might not miss any races at all. Like Mm -hmm. the staffing literally could have been one race where it wouldn't have been that because they wouldn't have gone through that effort for that. But you know, like there was nothing, there was nothing concrete there at all with that in mind. And obviously Hep were putting a proper uh, solid program on the table and everything and offering him 450 outdoors, which they didn't do this year. Yeah. So that's them going above and beyond. And salaried and everything Yeah. There was another uh, couple of nice incentives in there. So he went with that. Signed for HEP, but originally he was looking to do HEP on a 250. So that was in October when the talks first happened. The idea was HEP, 250 indoors, 450 outdoors. Right. But that, by the time the deal was done, Suzuki had put all of their 250 support into JGR with Dakotas and... Oh, Alex Martin.
0: Alex so Martin, yeah.
1: He's now doing 450 indoors and 450 out. First right. time in his life he's obviously risen on 450 and Supercross, but yeah, that's He's looking that. good. And that's for story, and fuck me. Well, I looked at the videos this week, and he looked good. Yeah. I'm just so glad I can finally talk about it. And this is, see, this is where I say, this is where I've kind of known what's been going on with this the whole time, yeah. obviously. But because I didn't put it, every other website would have leaked it, wouldn't they? Oh. But because Max knew he could trust me, what happened was he ended up messaging me and saying, the deal's going to be announced next Tuesday, finally. Let's do an interview now so that you can put it out the second the deal's announced. Which is why there was a massive interview on MX Vice, the first interview with him about the deal and everything because you've got to keep the secrets. So, yeah. although it would have made a great podcast for me to spill all this in October and November, yeah. it worked out well in the end because we got a good interview out of it.
0: So, rather than do the whole clickbait thing.
1: Yeah. I don't think he's actually confirmed what number he is yet, but I guess I can do that. I guess you could. would not you do that? Can you not do that? I don't know. don't want to be a secret. I don't think so. Okay. Max will be number... I want to do a drum roll. Bit. Hang on. You're uh, 103. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> tortelli in 2005 wow and is there a reason for that number not really okay it was just a there were a couple of options yeah 101 was on the table but then noran had that on a suzuki this year so okay so it didn't want to be not really good more. for like identity is it yep yeah
0: so the 103 brand
1: yeah 103 okay i like it number 103 in your program number one in your hearts okay so
0: uh all the kids out there if you want to be like max it's 103 yeah there we go well, you're not gonna be doing that on a suzuki 85 um they didn't do them. I don't know. No. Yeah, so that's that. Cool. What, right. what, what, what was that? <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, Rob was just signaling that it's probably a good time to have a break. Oh, okay. So, um, interested about Maxo? Eh? Yeah, we'll talk about how we can do when we come back. Okay, let's talk about that. We're going to have a little have a break now with one of our sponsors. Thank you for the support. The MX Vice Show.
1: Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the U.K., Talon wheels, sprockets, footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info.
0: You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Big thank you to our sponsors once again. Really good to have Talon, Yoko, Liat, Hinson, KYB, and Evenstrokes on board. And uh, interestingly, just got the confirmation that SBS will be giving away prizes on the podcast show. Nice. So SBS breaks. So um, we're currently talking to them about what they're going to give away. So that's very cool. And the amount of people who are coming in now and in, in talking to us about MX Manager, we got some really, really good stuff happening with MX Manager in, two, in 2020.
1: We forgot about that.
0: Yep, it's going to be very, very good. And there's going to be so many prizes. But we just got to decide on if we're going to do the amount of giveaways, which is going to be the biggest amount of giveaways we've ever had. It supersedes anything we've done previously. It's, you know, do we do things a little bit differently? So that's a conversation which we're going to to have internally and then ask everybody what they think. So um, let's get back to Max Anstey. How's he feeling? Because literally, it's two weeks away, and he's going to be lining up for A1. Yeah,
1: quite mental, isn't it? Like even when I was when I was interviewing him, and I said to him, like uh, I said something to him about him being at Anaheim One, and like as I said it in my head, I was like, "Fuck me, that sounds insane!" Like Max, like he's Max actually going to be at Anaheim One. Like this is actually happening.
0: Yeah, because he's not had much time on the bike.
1: Uh, by the time Anaheim One comes around, he would have had a month of testing and riding properly. Not a lot though. No, not a lot at all. Most people would have started in October. So, but he knows that, and he knows he's got to uh, build himself up. Step by step and all of that.
0: So where has he been training?
1: Uh, Hep have two of their own test tracks in Madeira, California.
0: Okay. Was that like North California yeah. or something? Okay.
1: So they have two of their own tracks. it's um, did... actually got quite, impre- quite an impressive program. Okay. Yeah. Once you like unearth. Uh, What's the history of the team? Uh, it's only been around for two or three years. Okay. But Dustin Pipes is the team manager and he was a privateer for a long time. So yeah, he's been around, knows how it all works obviously put together his own programs as a privateer. So knows all that stuff.
0: And it's been growing steadily over the last couple of years.
1: This is a big, having Max is a big step for them. Okay. Because they could potentially put a bike on the podium and they've never come close to that before. Okay.
0: So his team, obviously they've got, when when you think about it, it's quite a a good move for media because obviously Max is going to create a lot of exposure about him going over there from MXGP. So there's a lot of media going to be talking about this. I've
1: even had to do some stuff for him. Because media, ah, okay. so I've actually been working on some media stuff for him as well. So you've been
0: moonlighting.
1: Are you doing any MX Vice work at the moment? Not really. It's not much happening. But you may see some okay. if you're watching. Super, if you're watching Supercross this year, you may see some Max Ansley stats provided oh, by Jesus myself. Christ. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. So whilst I'm here working my arse off. You're basically just moonlighting for everybody else. Just doing all I can.
1: Yeah. Oh, what a toss. I've got my fingers in so many different pies. I
0: bet you have, you dirty little bugger. Uh, but, um, um, So oh, yeah, I am just blown away by that. You.
1: It only took me like half an hour.
0: Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's about this, like, Jeremy Magazine was going to take two days. Oh, Jeff, Jeremy Magazine
1: is a project.
0: Like, two weeks later, he's still doing it. Jesus I never Christ. said it would take two days. I said, I'm going to spend two days on it and see how far I can get. Oh, I thought you said you're going to smash it out in your words over the weekend. Yeah, and that
1: didn't really happen that yeah.
0: well. Yeah. Let's go back to what we were talking about, the the HEP team. Media-wise, they've got Max, and then they've got Adam Internet
1: And Kyle Cunningham. Yeah. Yeah. On the Max Anstey stats... W- Here's some, here's some, no, no, no one wants to talk about Max. I was just saying that. So did you know? Do you do I, why, why do I even bother being on air? <laughs> Let's had, just talk about stats. Max has had 10 top 10 finishes in 250 Supercross, 5 in 2010, 3 in 2012, and 2 in 2013, 37 MX2 Moto podiums in GPs, 14 MX2 Moto wins, 14 MX2 overall podiums, Six MX2 overall wins, nine MXGP moto podiums, six MXGP overall podiums, and one MXGP moto win.
0: What was the break from Zach Osborne from being in um, the US going to Europe? Was it six years?
1: Oh, um, and then going back eight to twenty
0: thirteen. So, so basically, Max Anstey would have been away from Supercross longer than Zach Osborne.
1: Twenty ten to twenty twenty. So yeah,
0: I thought you just said that in twenty eleven. Uh,
1: Oh, Max did. When Max rode for Rockstar Suzuki in GPs in 2013 and Garibaldi Honda in 2012, he did the first couple of Supercrosses each year. So hence why he got in the top 10 three times in 2012 and twice in 2013. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you start to talk about things like that, Osborne, where he was in GPs, Max Anstey, where he was in GPs, can we expect Max to have the same impact as Zach Osborne?
1: If Max was in 250s, he'd he'd be on podium.
0: You think so? Fact. That is a strong...
1: Yeah. Fact. Fact. No doubt in my how, mind. how is that a fact if it's not going to happen? It's fact.
0: If is this a, a worth in thing?
1: No, he's, um, I've seen videos of him riding 250s in Supercross. And if you look at a 250 class in America right now, yep. there's a lot of unknown commodities in there. So chucking Max in there with his experience. Okay. But yeah, if he was on 250, I think he'd... 450's, um is going to be a slow building process, but he's got 17 rounds, which I think the good thing is that he has got 17 opportunities. Yeah. Is this you himself. or Max
0: speaking? Huh? Is this you or Max speaking? It's just a company. Are you like, now
1: Max's PR guy <laughs> I don't know why now. No, but no, I think the good, I said just... Do you think you ever work for MX Vice again? <laughs> I think that, I think you're lucky I'm here to be honest. Yeah. If I could find a job that doesn't make me drive yeah, three I, hours I'm just wondering so.
0: whether we whether we should be giving back some of your salary. Um, <laughs> Maybe like half, because I, I don't think you're doing any work at the moment. But the sound um,
1: Sewer so is paying MX Vice for this magazine. Okay, yeah, whatever.
0: Um, and is he
1: paying you the other half? <laughs> um to lose my train of thought now. Uh,
0: You're yeah. talking about Max. What I,
1: said to him was the good, what I said to him was the good thing about doing 450s is he's got 17 opportunities to prove himself. Yeah. So as long as he can stay healthy, which I don't think is that big a problem. I think people have got it in their heads that Max gets injured a lot, but I don't think he does. You don't think he's got anything to prove? That's not what I said at all. I think people have got it in their heads that Max gets injured a lot, but I don't oh, think he does. Oh, right, sorry.
0: No, he just has these weird things happen
1: to him. Like little dings. Yeah. But not injured. I'm trying to think when he, last, when he broke a bone last. Um,
0: I don't know. Well, why don't you look at his results and see how many GPs he missed? Well, he missed a GP this year.
1: That was just through being banged up and out of sorts. Yeah.
0: Wasn't well, that two GPs or was that just one? Uh, I
1: thought it was two. It was France, definitely. Uh, was he in Russia? No, he was in Russia. Was he? Yeah. Okay. I thought he missed two GPs. And I think it was Portugal before France and that was when he last raced. Okay. Because I remember that because MXGP were on the line for their second moto. And out of nowhere, he walked up to me and was like, I'm not racing. And I was like, yeah, no shit. I stood next to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think is Max's target? What's his goals? Kind of goal? What's a respectable achievement for him in I don't, A1? I can't speak for him. Oh, A1? Uh, yeah. no, what, what's your thoughts on, on what would be respectable for him to achieve in A1, given that he's Qualifying. only had a month on the bike? Qualifying.
1: Qualifying. Which I think he will. Yeah. I, I've, re- I've like, looked at the list. Yeah. Scouted the talent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely room for him in the main event. Okay. So that's fine. Yeah. His best finish of the year in four fifties. I'm gonna go with seventh. Seventh? Okay. I think I'll get a seventh at some point. Seventh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be quite interesting. I'm quite it's it's fucking exciting. You've got to admit, for, like this is interesting. It's huge. This is like I'm fully expecting MX Vice to be a lot more American orientated now because people are gonna wanna know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100. Well, that's have to that,
1: make quite a lot of calls to America.
0: That's why we're investing in you guys going over yeah. and me staying here.
1: Hopefully, Max leaves Madeira at some point because that's not where we're going at all. No. <laughs> so, and then outdoors, yeah, I was on the pulp MX show in Geneva. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake, <laughs> and um, yeah, in between doing my work for the British Championship, Jeremy Sewer and Max Anstey. yeah, and um. <laughs> We were arguing about this because I said this is how I see outdoors, right? Yeah. Outdoors, I see Tomac, Musk. This was before the knee injury for Musquin, but I'll go over it anyway. Outdoors, I see Tomac, Roxson, and Musquin as your big three. Right. Right. So they're in their one group. Yeah. Below them, you would have. Pleasinger. You would have. No. <laughs> you would have Webb, Osborne, Anderson, Cincerello, and Max, in my mind. What? Max in front of Pleasinger? Yeah. You are. Are you okay? <laughs> of course, Max in front of Plessinger. Okay. No? No. What have you seen out of Plessinger? Mm. <laughs> you've realized that you've said a bold point there. and You don't know. I actually think he's, I think he's going to do well this year. Okay. But still, okay. But he can go in that group. But what I'm saying is I see Max, I see those being, I see, but then Mathis disagreed with me because he said, you've got to put Anderson and Osborne in that lead group. But I don't think you put them in the lead group with Tomac and Roxon. I think you put them at the top of the second group. Right. So I see your lead, your top three is those. Yeah, right? this is outdoors. This is so, miles. I'm out,
0: interested yeah. at who
1: you see behind Max. I don't know, whoever else. That's
0: quite significant because you've only just. No? Well, you've just said that if he gets to the main event. Wait, I'm a- talking about one
1: I'm talking about outdoors now. Oh, outdoors. Sorry. Yes, obviously. Okay. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. So yeah, outdoors, which is a long way out, as I said. And whatever. Yeah, that's how I see it. So I see Max in that, floating in that fourth to seventh, eighth group each week with podiums and stuff on occasion.
0: Yeah, well, to be honest, Max on his day.
1: Because Mathis has said... Max on his day, I could see him podiuming quite a few times. Oh yeah, exactly. Mathis, when I spoke to Mathis about it on the Pulp show in Geneva, I was on that three times over the weekend. That goes along with the Racer X podcast that I did in October. And the On Track Off-Road podcast that I did in July. Oh, aren't I popular?
0: <laughs> Ooh, everybody
1: loves Lewis. They all, had a lot more. they all had a lot more to give me back than you do.
0: Yeah, as I've always said in the previous 24 episodes
1: of this utter shit show, I don't want to be the host. So, me, so when I was talking to Mathis about this on his show, we weren't disagreeing because we both said he would be in the top 10. But Mathis was leaning to more towards the 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th. Whereas I'm leaning more towards the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th. Yeah, 100%. In outdoors. Yeah, Supercross. I think f- the West Coast swing. Take it for what it is. If he, I think he'll make the main event every week. Then again, could he crash in the first turn in his heat and then do the same thing in an LCQ? Sure. Yeah. Like, you can't really rule that out.
0: No. Now I'm with you. I think in outdoors, I think people are going to be really surprised. And as soon as you get sand, or as soon as you get something muddy, we know that there's a good chance he's going to win. I that. have
1: thrown this around as a joke. Okay. But just bear with me. This is I'm not. This isn't me like being serious. Imagine if Anaheim 1 was muddy again like it was last year. Oh, I know. You said then, this to me. Yeah. And yeah. then we're going into round two of Monster Energy Supercross, and Max Hanstead is sat there with a red plate on his <laughs> Suzuki. <laughs> like, obviously, Anaheim 1 wasn't that muddy last year, but like, bear with me with the joke. Like, you got to. So, pick- are we literally hoping
0: for rain clouds at Anaheim 1? No, but can you
1: just imagine? Like, yeah. that would just. Break the internet, everyone would be so confused and like, just be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah,
0: but then expect him to do the same at Anaheim. Uh, with well, a second rank, St. Louis. Yeah, St. Louis, yeah. Yeah, Missouri. Yeah, which
1: is 32 hours drive from California. Yeah, you're looking forward to that one. <laughs> no. Um, yeah that's are you, that are you not getting a flight yeah we're getting a flight um, I was going to say um, Jesus I need, I need to book those actually I was going to speak to you about those today <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good luck with that um, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you just t- why don't you just pay for it? Have we read of money you got coming in because that's all going to MXY so ah, right, I don't take okay. money myself yeah. so yeah that's where I'm at with Max yeah sorry I couldn't tell everyone about this just for the last two months yeah I had respect the confidence it's the bro code yeah and I quite like it look, people trust me. Okay. So that's what's that's what's that's what's happening in the world of Max Hanste. I don't know if there's much else to talk about. Um no, less well, you just mentioned his name actually. That's Max Hanstey. So wait, let's no, I'm, talk just, about wait, his I'm just trying to think if there's anything else about Max. I don't think there is you answered all my questions. I've forgotten about
0: based in North California. He's on a private track with his other two teammates. That's a question. Um, Do you think it's gonna hinder him having Entenap and kind <laughs> to pace himself off of? Wow.
1: What? That might be the most brutal thing you've ever said on the podcast. Cunningham's a good supercross rider. Okay. So is Enticnap. Enticnap can make main... Enticnap is a fourth to sixth place rider in the LCQ. So if he's ahead of Enticnap, he's making mains. Cunningham is a main event guy. Okay. And got, Cunningham can throw down for one lap especially. And do we know how he is compared to those guys at the moment? No.
0: Okay. But I have heard
1: that his corner speed is unreal. Okay. And from the videos I've been sent, I'm not worried. Okay. In fact... So he
0: just needs to improve on the whoops and...
1: In- no, everything's good. I just, I just... His corner speed has been pointed out. Okay, very defensive. As a... You just don't want, Obviously, you just don't want to say it at the moment. No. I was, I'm just telling you what I've been told. His, everyone said he's solid, but his corner speed is unreal. Okay. Which is kind of a European thing anyway. All right. Not so much point and shoot, more flowy. Okay. i would
0: just be interested to see how... It, uh, okay, it's a brutal thing, but if he's in front of his teammates... He's faster his two teammates, then it gives us a good
1: indication. Well, that's what th- you obviously didn't read my interview with him, did you? Uh, no, no, it was very long, wasn't it? Yeah, but you did put on Facebook, "This is a great read." <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> but you I, didn't read it. I lie a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Only when it comes to you, I don't lie well, about anything else. But when it comes to you, I just try so, to. I try to do it so it looks like I'm supporting you. He said in the interview, some one of the funny things about doing Supercross is you can't go to Lommel and ride with every other MXGP rider to see where you're at. You can't go to Red Sand and do that. You'll literally turn up at Anaheim 1 and hope for the best, basically. And you hope for the best and you've only got 30 minutes of practice and then you go racing. So you haven't really got that much time to do make changes to the bike and everything. So there's no rundown races. There's no like any of that. Like you're literally just let's hope for the best and see what happens. Especially now that um, Milestone and Lake Elsinore have gone. Cry. Now that both of those tracks have shut down, the whole public thing in California isn't so much of a thing. Yeah. So it's not like you can go to Milestone and, old oh, Barsh has turned up and stuff like that. So They've still got other tracks there, don't they? Mostly private. There's yeah. not really any public supercross tracks in California there. Yeah. They're building a couple of new ones, but I doubt they'll be open until 2021. Okay. There's little opportunity for someone out there? No, there's the Milestone owners are opening a new property. Okay. It's going to have a swimming pool and all sorts. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, you can jump into? Or? Yeah. So uh, I'll show you the video. Okay. Swat, uh, our friends at Swap Moto live. Ah, cool. Did a video of the owner on the new site. Oh, if it's from Anton, I'll definitely read and watch it. Okay. I really
0: it's like Anton. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah, He's really good. But
0: really, all really I'm going to
1: say is don't sleep on Max. Don't underestimate Max. And yeah. if you need to know anything about Max, I'm your guy. Okay. Yeah, Team Max over there. Yep. Brilliant. Oh. Marvin, bit of a blow. Do you want to do one more MXGP
0: thing before that? Yeah, uh, I tell you what. Why don't you host the Well, no, show? I'm just thinking Max. And also, uh, uh, like present it as I'm well. I was
1: thinking Max is still in the um, Max is still in like the MXGP group, so before we go full-blown America do you want okay. to just do one more MXGP? Yeah, thing? yeah, sure, yeah, fine yeah. Um, no hot topic lately yeah. is in the latest issue of the MXGP magazine from our friends at Youthstream now we have so many friends. Friends? <laughs> from our friends at Youthstream why, 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 why are we friends? They gave us five grand. They didn't give us, we, we won it. Uh, still, <laughs> it was their decision to award it to us Okay, In the latest issue of the MXGP magazine Giuseppe Luongo said that it has been discussed MXGP could one day go longer than September and run until the beginning of November with the nations in the middle of the right. season at the beginning of September. I just want to say, probably about eight episodes ago, Wait, do you want me I to... brought this up and you poo-pooed it. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying that's what they're you, discussing. You actually
0: started laughing at So people on
1: Twitter. Do you, want, let me, do you want me to read you what Giuseppe said? Go on, do it. Another issue discussed at this meeting was the expansion of the MXGP calendar, to bring it through the end of October like the other motorsports. This would permit more space between the Grand Prix events, giving more time for the riders to recover before the next event. It would also optimise the travel for everyone, and last but not least, MXGP would be present in the media for one month more. If this can be reached, there is an option of bringing the Monster Energy FIM motocross of nations earlier to possibly the first weekend of September, guaranteeing better weather conditions for all. There are many ideas and options. Now, these will be discussed with all the partners and all together, we will take the best decision. Interesting.
0: I mean, you're going to like that because it means that you're doing GPs but for there's l- month.
1: there's longer breaks. There won't be more races. There'll just be longer breaks, which means I've got, I'm going to have mini two weeks, three weeks off in the middle but of the But that's
0: got to be good, though, for domestic championships. Um, of course it is, because
1: there's going to be more dates available. I guess. That means there's going to be more racing. And I guess if you're a pro, you'll be more likely to do them because you'll have more breaks. It won't be like your Absolutely. one weekend off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a great idea. One of our not friends <laughs> okay. in the media who struggles with basic literacy yeah. read this and thought it was being implemented for 2020 So put out a statement saying that the date of the Erne of Nations is going to change, <laughs> which I laughed at oh, quite wow. a lot because it just proves how absolutely stupid these people are. But oh, this wow. isn't the case at all. This Is, is that future. why
0: there was a comment from... Yeah, uh, Erne put
1: out a statement saying fake news by some unreliable media. It wasn't us, because I can read this statement and clearly see that it's talking far in the future. Other people can't. Ah,
0: uh, okay. Yeah. I, w- I wondered. Now I've put two and two together. Yeah. I've got my so,
1: answer. This is far in the future. Will it ever happen? I'd say probably not, but who knows. There's also people who have misread this and somehow thought that this impacts America. And I don't understand how people have come to this, but someone commented, oh, now the Americans really won't want to do the motocross of nations. But this will actually help them. It's like four weeks earlier. Yeah, if it so if they it goes
0: break, do they? Did they finish the end of August?
1: Yeah. So if it goes to the first weekend in September, it will literally be either the weekend after their series or the weekend after the weekend after their series. So it'll be good for them. And oh, the weather thing, I don't really like the fact that he mentioned the weather because that means he's done something which I don't want people to do, and that's, that's overreact.
0: Yeah, I know, but you have to. But look, I can give you facts. Do you want stats? Uh, no. Um, I don't want stats we went from. I don't, t- I don't know if you... I don't know. Maybe you're Donald Trump. I do not know. But if you look out the window, something's happening. Yeah, it's Where it's, it's fucking, fucking raining all the time. But if
1: you, go, if you go from 2004 to 2017, the nations was always run towards the end of September and every single year it had good weather. The fact that we've had three bad years in a row is just bad luck. That's all, honestly, that's, I strongly believe that. Do you not believe in climate change? We were due... Every year, I remember even saying at Majora, like, fuck me, we're going to get unlucky one year. Because Majora was like insanely good weather. Climate change? I don't know. Where's Greta, ever, where's
0: Greta Funberg when if, you need her? If you, you've obviously heard of climate change then, yeah? Greta Funberg? I, I don't know what your blurb doll's called. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If she's under 17, then maybe you do know her. Oh,
1: You've heard of Greta Funberg, haven't
0: you? Yes, I have. The political activist, probably from Sweden. She sounds Swedish.
1: I'm not sure where she is.
0: Are you actually Googling? No, I'm just trying a to, to young see what girl now? <laughs> Okay. You've you, you got to be careful where those websites make. They track you. Okay. Thanks for that insight into MXGP. And
1: Greta Thunberg. <laughs> what was it she killed? It was like, you failed me or something. This is not a thing. Something like that. I don't know. You have robbed me. Yeah. So, like that. Can we get us back on track? No. I was going to make a joke then, but for you. Yeah, no,
0: it's just, just please don't. Should um, I not
1: make a jo- aggressive Fumbo joke? No, no. So, Marvin. Yes. Let's, please, let's just get back <laughs> to talking about Marvin. Big blow. Yeah. Although it's kind of like the writing's been on the wall for a while. Like, how many times can you put off knee surgery? But, can I just say something?
0: What? Again, this might be my second most controversial statement of, of the podcast. Cooper's got him covered, though. No? Yeah.
1: What does that matter, anyway? I'm just saying,
0: it's like, you know, KTM,
1: don't worry about it. We were were going to do a Supercross preview show. Yeah. However, that's kind of been poo-pooed because James doesn't really seem to have much to offer in the way of Supercross knowledge. I know this might surprise people. Yeah.
0: Well, I I like Supercross. I watch every round. I just don't choose to be the Wikipedia Supercross like you.
1: Well, he's out for the whole Supercross, which isn't much of a surprise, is a bit of a bummer, but so-so. And from what I hear, KTM aren't going to fill his seat. Bit of a
0: silly move, to be honest.
1: Well, they could have had Reed. Like, why would, from all angles, it's just a perfect move. Yeah. Makes sense. Marketing. Yeah, All of that. Okay, maybe just marketing. <laughs> but still, that's enough of a reason. Yeah. But then I can also understand how Reed has a tendency to shit on bikes and settings. So if you gave him the opportunity and then he's saying how he's struggling with this and struggling with that and he doesn't like that, then you can look at it as a bit of a red flag. But still, I would have done it just for the pure autograph line and press and everything. Yeah. It would have broken MX Chad Reed fills in at Red Bull KTM would have been massive. Yeah. He's doing his uh Mountain Mountain Motorsports program. Going out as a privateer on a Honda. And looks like Red Bull KTM are gonna run Cooper Webber, and that's it.
0: So if anything happens to Cooper, that's the end of the season.
1: That's one way of looking at it. Yeah. But they'll obviously get a fill in at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But who? The easy one would be sliding Davalos across. But then Davalos is monster, so I don't know how that would work. Yeah. Although I presume that the Monster deal is a Tedder deal only and not a oh. personal deal. But I wouldn't be surprised if they've given him a personal deal and you have no idea what I'm talking about. Why would I not have any idea what you're talking about? Did you know that Team Tedder was sponsored by Monster? No, I didn't. Did you know that they ride KTMs?
0: Uh, yeah, I do because it's Dakota, is it? Is it Dakota? The the Dakota Tedder? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, so that's that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that's quite an interesting point that, that it's KTM sponsored by Monster.
1: Yes. An odd one. Hmm. And they've got factory parts now, so it's not like they're just completely alone. Yeah, it's not like they're just in the back of the pits doing their own thing and ride, just so happen to ride a KTM. They actually have support. Yeah, awesome. What do uh, you want to call
0: it? Also, uh, I spoke to Darian in the week. All oh, right, and um, potentially you might have something coming together. Really? Yeah. So. Um, what a fill-in.
1: Maybe. Really. So yeah. So what a good team. Because I spoke to him the week before last, and he had nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now something something might be coming up so
1: who with I don't know
0: oh I don't know but well you don't you actually don't know um no because I was literally talking to him about whether he required any support for a wheel manufacturer
1: <laughs> oh right.
0: yeah so
1: oh so you're working for said wheel manufacturer now as well then no not, not just focusing on MXYs
0: no <laughs> <laughs> so I like to if I can help others I do okay yeah
1: but yeah. like you yeah, do you want to talk about Max some
0: more or no? No, I think we're good. Let's go for a break.
1: Okay, I'll get questions ready.
0: Okay, see you in five. The, the MX, Mx Vice Show. Show. Talon Wheels have
1: been iconic in the industry for over thirty years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK, Talon Wheels sprockets, footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to wwwtalent engcouk for more info.
0: You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Welcome back, Lewis. Hi. Uh, My favorite, favorite section. That is the only section.
1: Brought to us by Liat. Science of Real. Science of Real. I will say something about Liat. Yep. Last Thursday, yeah, the 12th. Yeah, last Thursday, they launched their FlexLock boots. And I've read, a, I've read a couple of reviews on them and stuff. Yeah. And I'm actually like very impressed. Well, Based on the reviews, they sound like knocking on the door of kind of best boots going. There is some ridiculously positive stuff out there. and well, Like initial stuff
0: as well. Not that they're trying to influence me, but I do have a pair of boots coming. Oh, really? Yeah, because I've been having some trouble with my, my Tech 10s. Oh. I'm not going to lie. I seem to have got the sizing wrong. Oh. And uh, the booty, which comes in the Alpine Stars Tech 10, I've learned that you have to go a size up. But I learned that after I got the boots. So although my boots are fine, because they're perfect when you take the booty out, uh, when the booty goes in, it feels like my ankle is going to swell and blow up. As I haven't got the money to purchase, go and get another Tech 10s, Liat have said, why don't you try ours? So, they
1: said that, or you asked for the boots? I asked for them. Okay, yep.
0: And after I asked for them, they then said, why don't you try ours? And I was okay. like, yes, that would be great, because I could then compare them against the Alpine Stars oh, Tech right Sense, here. which they're not in the same price bracket,
1: but it would be good to see what they're like. So Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not even blowing smoke by saying that. Like I've generally read a couple of reviews, and the reviews have made me go like, Who would have thought? Yeah.
0: Interesting fact for everybody out there. Yes, I am quite lucky. I got the Scott Fury goggles uh, because I am... I I don't think Scott would mind me saying that I am a a factory rider for them, uh, as well as obviously being on the Team Green Kawasaki program.
1: Oh, God, you're boring me now.
0: Interestingly, yesterday, I took my seven-year-old daughter to Cheddar MX and I purchased stuff. Nice. So I didn't get given it. I actually went out and purchased stuff.
1: So while the rest of us were working, you were... Valuable. spending money.
0: No, valuable family time. Buying Was this, was this in work hours? Or Yes, it was actually. Did you
1: order the stuff off of Even Strokes?
0: Uh, no, I didn't. Because
1: so, I see that there is Yoko kids gear available on
0: evenstrokes.com. Yep, and I'm going to be buying a second set because as a girl has lots of handbags, Olivia's informed me that is this just for practicing? So um, she's going to be having many, many sets. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of Even Strokes. Hang on, I'm talking about my purchases. Okay. So, Olivia's wearing Alpine Star Tech 7 boots. Pretty cool. She's got an Anser helmet. Also, she's gone with the Alpine Stars kit.
1: So, no Liat products, the sponsor of this section.
0: That's where I'm going. Okay. Because I am not going to let her loose on the bike without the new um, Liat body armor. You probably haven't seen it for kids, but it's awesome. It's so all-in-one neck brace and armor, and it's highly recommended. Oh. But I think it retails for around about 120 quid. Oh. So, that's what I'm going to be purchasing next. Okay. So anyway, on to Ask MX Vice Anything.
1: Or just Ask Vice Anything. Ask Vice Anything, brought to you by Liat. Science of frill, science of frill, science of frill. Okay. Do you
0: like a science of frill?
1: Masters MX 2013. Hello. Said, with A1 only weeks away, do you think Sexton breaking a collarbone again shows he is made of chalk and a really risky investment for HRC going forward? Bear in mind his number one plate is only racing half the 250 guys. Harsh. Harsh. I thought he was just out having fun and shit happens, but... That is kind of what happened, but it happens to him a lot. You probably don't remember, but this time last year... Like oh, literally... yeah. oh yeah, because Jade Dungy was his mechanic. Okay, not sure how... I'm
0: friends with Jade.
1: Okay, what does that have to do with what I was saying?
0: I already know what you're on about.
1: What? They got injured last year. Doing what? Uh, pit bike again. Uh, no. Jet ski? No, at uh, this time last year... Oh, practising. No, okay. Let me finish. Uh, this, okay. Literally, this side... fell site, off a sidewalk. No, almost exactly the same date last year. Fell off a chipotle heist. He, um, high stall? he crashed his mountain bike. Ah, that was it. Broke his collarbone again mm-hmm. and had to move to the east coast again. So this is literally deja vu. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the off season, he broke his collarbone again. Like the off seat, this off season. Yeah, uh, on a four fifty at home. So he's had a few old collarbone injuries.
0: I can relate to that because in nineteen ninety two, when I was racing Norton and Radstock Metacross Club, I. Uh, was walking the track, fell over and broke my penis. Oh
1: god. Anyway. Snapped in a half. So I don't really think he's made of chalk, because uh, collarbone's a collarbone, isn't it? It's not exactly the and I don't really think of him as being injured apart from that. Like, although he's missing Anaheim one, do you really think of Sexton as a guy who misses races? Not really. Sexton. An interesting one actually. Because when I was on the pulp show in Geneva, we were talking oh, here we, go. we were talking about Sexton. Oh, I um, and Steve were on the show. Well, we were talking about Sexton going up to HRC this year oh, and all of that. Steve. And um, it dawned on me that what HRC are doing with Chase in America is exactly what they're doing with Mitch in GPs. Kind of pushing a guy up to a 450 quite early and giving him an opportunity to prove himself, learn, and all of that. That kind of grooming talent for the future whilst relying on their number one guy, Roxon slash Geyser, to deliver the goods. So it's kind of a little bit of a global strategy there. But um, I think HRC signing Sexton is probably the right thing because who else are they going to get? Yeah. 450 outdoors, but like Brayton's not going to do outdoors. It's hard to find a better combination than Brayton indoors and Sexton outdoors for them this year. 450s. Hunter Lawrence, are you serious? No. That's, are you actually serious? No. Oh my God, oh Jesus Christ! Sorry about him. This is why we're not doing a. This is why we're not doing a Supercross podcast. Jet Lawrence at Al Hyde said, "If Prado would have injured himself one month earlier, would Anstey have gotten a fill-in ride? No. No, I don't. Uh, KTM have got Corley and I don't think they're really concerning themselves with fill-ins. Actually, uh, look at it. This year they only had Crowley and Hurlins in MXGP and at one point both riders were injured and they didn't have a fill-in rider. So No.
0: I think one team that's got to be a little bit worried. And I think I've said it before. Sorry, one manufacturer's got to be a little bit worried. It's Kawasaki. Why? Because they have all their eggs in one basket.
1: Do you want to know what about Kawasaki? Why the hell hasn't Steve Dixon's rider been announced yet? Because he probably hasn't got one. No, the MX2 rider. Oh, is still not released? No, because I swear Steve said it would be released on October the thirty first, and it still hasn't been put out.
0: Well, a good journalist would have messaged him.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about it, and yeah, I was if like, "If only well, we knew one." Should we just say who it is now? Uh, do we Give up? No, no. Let's not say it. Uh, what well, are you trying not, to do? Was the game? Is it boring now? Like, does anyone even care? I Don't know. Uh. So
0: going back to Kawasaki, no boss team. No, nope. Kevin's gone. Yamaha. Yep. Dixon's not running four fifty. So, so we got February and. Um, the South, the South who are
1: running Alpine Stars gear now, by the way,
0: yeah, great, but also they are prone to the odd injury. This is true, so I'm, I'm just do you know what I could do with Team Green backup person? No, nope. 44 um, year old bull guy, some Liat protector from Southwest. Where, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe option. I'm just saying that if I was Kawasaki, kind of all the eggs
1: in one basket. Speaking of Kawasaki, next question. At the max. Yep. uh, Daniel. Would you say Rowan van der Moosdyke is a real title contender? I don't know. He's super fast. You want to say yes, but then when you think about who he would have to beat to be a real title contender, you kind of go, eh. You back off a bit at that point. I
0: I think for him, regular podiums would be a target.
1: The highest I can see him as being like fifth in the champ. Really? No. Fifth or fourth? Stop it. Fifth or fourth? What's wrong with fifth oh, or fourth? He can, can, can get third? No, fifth or fourth. Fuck course, he'll be fourth or fifth,
0: no doubt. No, no, I think he'll, I, I think I can see him podium in third, third, in the championship, and I can see him sneaking in a couple of seconds in thirds for a year. Okay, uh, I could also see him sneaking in a couple of fifteenths from having a few wild rides.
1: Wait, did you just say sneak in a couple of seconds or thirds? Yeah. So you don't think he'll win a race?
0: He has the potential, Liat Ryder? Yeah, he has the potential. Mm. I'm not saying that he will, and I'm I'm not saying that that he won't. He has the potential. It all depends on where Olsen and Vial are, I would say, in that race. If both of them are injured, or if both of them get a bad start,
1: then who knows? Jack L. Hyde again. Yep. What happened to the plans of a European Supercross Championship, and will FMX be a part of it? FMX? (laughs) I'm guessing that he's referring to your plans for wanting to see a European Supercross championship oh, before yeah. Geneva.
0: No, I, I, was, I was all over a European Supercross event. I think it would be absolutely fantastic, but it, it may help Geneva. Who knows? Oh, it
1: scale. may help Geneva. I, I, I just,
0: they just need to extend that track. That track was way too small.
1: I don't... Okay, yeah. Firstly on that, yeah, it was... They made it way busier than the other And there was plenty
0: of space to extend the track. Plenty of space. They
1: tried to... They crammed in way more than they do normally, which made it look smaller and busier and everything. uh,
0: What I don't get, right, is the pit area was bigger than the track. So the pits and the pit area was actually bigger than the track.
1: Yeah, but you can't put the track in the pits. Put it around it. Why not?
0: Because it's like in a separate hall. So? Do anything you put your mind to it. What the mind believes the body will achieve, Mm. Lewis Phillips. Um...
1: On the FMX point, I don't don't hate FMX. It is boring as fuck. Okay, I kind of do. Oh, there goes the Superman. But can we not, can we have less of it? Nummy. Like, I don't, Geneva, we literally had four, five minute, not even that, like four, five minute races and then an hour of freestyle. Just maybe be a bit more sensible with a program. That's all. Someone said that in the German championship, Supercross championship, the freestyle is at the end of the night and that's it. Sounds perfect.
0: So that's great, because you can then get out yeah. uh, earlier. Like before the crowds. Yeah, exactly. Maybe.
1: I just feel like, how many times can we do the same old thing? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and again.
0: Look how popular it was 10, 15 years ago, and then look how popular it is now. That's telling you something. It's not evolved. It's, oh God, I'm going to get all the
1: No, it can't evolve, because put. it's been pushed to a level now where it is the same old, because no one can push it anymore.
0: Well, it's like, do you do... Like a, the one backflip, then two backflips, and then
1: I just think there's different ways of back there's different ways of filling that gap with head-to-head races or pole or anything. Um, I don't know anything.
0: I kind of would like to try and do, um, meth-related supercross, okay. which would be great, where you get
1: everybody high at the
0: start of the race and then just send them off.
1: Dericulus is that any relation to Harry? Nope. Maybe his dad. Uh, what team will Pooches be riding for next year? Ooh. Did we allude to this on a previous also, podcast? No, because we, we haven't said it because we're not. But it's not. Tr- I don't know if it's true. I'm very confused by Pooches now. Uh, well, let's look at the facts. Should we look at the facts? You not know what, what facts you're going to say. All right, I won't say them. You're going to say he's Facked dating off. the F and team manager. Yeah. Yeah. so Yeah. You're going to say that he trained with Deruev all year. Yeah. You're going to say he doesn't have a ride currently. Yeah.
0: So the, all I'm saying is look at the facts and it, yeah, if, if there's going to be, where is he going to end up? He's possibly going to end up there because there's because options. If,
1: but FNH can't have another rider on their actual team.
0: No, but it can, they can't. But there's no reason why they can't lend, lend some resources to that.
1: The rumour has been that he will pit off of the side of FNH in his own little FNH environment. But for, as far as I've been able to see, Poojis hasn't been training with Deruva at Red Sound. No. Which confuses me. But then also he had that wrist inflammation. Yeah, but he, um, So maybe that's why. But, but then also nothing's been announced.
0: But basically, he was going to come back when he was ready. If he's not ready, he's not going to be out in, in Spain practicing, is he?
1: No, but it's weird that nothing's been announced. Well,
0: unless it's a bit messy. I don't think it's a bit messy. I think he's probably just in, you know getting
1: himself healthy.
0: Hmm. Don't stress about it, this, it's fine.
1: Between that and Dixon's MX2 rider... So is Dixon running one MX2 rider? Because nothing else has happened.
0: Well Yeah, and he'd be running the Women's World Champion yeah. as well.
1: Bit of a downsize operation, then. Well, I guess uh, not. Not really. Because if you look at running Sanai and Pessoa, yeah, like he was kind of running one MX2 rider anyway, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, well, he's running Darien and a little bit of magic.
1: Yeah. Next question. Oh, little Chris Cam. Hey, with, Chris. With the new season approaching, who do we see as a serious contender apart from the obvious with Hurlings, Caroli, and Geyser? No one.
0: No. No, I wish I could say. Prado would have said. He'd have been mi- mixed now. This is your group. Oh, God, here we go. This is
1: your 2020 MXGP outlook. Yep. One, Jeffrey Herlins. Two, A, Antonio Crowley. Two, B, Tim Geyser. If Prado was healthy, he would be two, C. And then five, Fevra. Six, the rest of them. Right, We're well done. I'll tell you who could be quietly quite good, though. Artem? No. Nope. Tony Ooh,
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, we know he's gonna be good. How do you mean that he's gonna be quietly good? He's hope, quietly fucking good uh, every year. Has anyone spoken to about has anyone oh spoken gosh, about you, him? You like make out you're some sort of MXGP genius and you just come out with one of the most obvious no, statements. Has anyone spoken about him? What do you mean? Has anybody
1: well, I don't think anyone's given him any publicity or credit at all oh. this offseason. Everyone's talked about Crowley, Perlins, Geyser, Ricardo, Fevre. What do you mean by everybody? Just the world. What the world? The world. Everyone. Everyone's talking about Crowley, Hurlins, Geyser, Prado, Fever. No one's talked about sewer. I tell you what, if we have another year like this year and sewer manages to bust out 110 GPs in a row. Hang on. All how, we is, were,
0: how is Jeremy going to ride in 110 I was GPs joking, this year? but
1: all we were was geyser getting injured away from sewer being a world champion this year. All hmm. I'm saying is... Wow. Can you not hit him? He equipment? might be more involved. You're saying we. that we again? No, so, I didn't say we. All I said, I said all I'm saying is he no,
0: might. He definitely said we. If you play that back, Rob, I said he, he said we. I said, oh, he. I said. You might have thought you said No, he, I said he. But
1: in your mind, I didn't say you already we. said
0: we. No. Yeah, as in you and Jeremy. No, I'm not it's that like, involved
1: with Jeremy. Well, obviously I'm you just are. making him a magazine.
0: Obviously you are. Now, we need to talk because there's something going on here with you and Max and you
1: and Jeremy. I'm on Max's team, I'm not on anyone else's team.
0: Oh, Seems help. you're on Jeremy's team. Have you told Mac? What about Ben? How's fucking Ben feeling about this? I
1: need to I need to go through my contracts.
0: No wonder why Ben didn't want to come down for a podcast this week.
1: Well, no one wants to come down here. It's the arse end of nowhere. Such a, but yeah, I, I feel like we were only one rider getting injured away from Sewer being the world champion this year. Not saying that he needs people to get injured to be the world champion, but... I feel like, and I'm not saying he's going to be world champion, but I feel like he could be in that group more than people maybe realize.
0: On that note, speaking of world champions, a clothing brand which housed many world champions, Yoko. They've actually bought out Retro Gear, a little throwback to the 80s. Oh, and it's available on evenstrokes.com. That's E-V-E-N-S-T-R-O-K-E-S, as in evenstrokes. So evenstrokes.com. And you can get your 80s retro Yoko gear. And I do believe it's around about the 250 mark for a full set. And you get your name and your number printed on the back. So that's available to order. I believe the delivery is going to be in April. So you're going to get a nice little customized package in April. Yeah. April? Yeah, yeah. well Santa's busy over this period and then uh, obviously you got... Is li- that
1: clearly stated in the terms on evenstrokes.com?
0: It is clearly stated is. In, the, in the terms of evenstrokes.com. It's also clearly stated on the website of yoko-europe.com as well.
1: Yeah, cool.
0: Okay. Any other fucking questions no, you want uh, to talk about? Or do you want to go back to talking to Pulp MX Steve and Jeremy going, going and Max? Back,
1: going back to the Jeremy point. Oh God. So you... Yep. you I'm going to use you as an example here. You would put... You would put Caroli, Prado, Hurlins, Geyser, Fevre ahead of Jeremy, yeah? Yeah, you would. Don't, Fe- no, not Fevre. You would.
0: I don't know. Jeremy's come on the last You would also
1: put DeSalle. No, no. No? No. I feel like that's what people would do. No. No, no, no. No. Okay. No.
0: I, I think, uh, no offence, Coldenoff? Yeah, Coldenoff. Cold no, I wouldn't. Oh, for fuck me. Do we ever agree on anything? No. Cal
1: McEwen. Why aren't people talking about Koldenhoff? Because for 2020. But everyone is. Have you missed? It's just died down a bit, finally. Someone asked Herlins in an interview and said to him, it must be great to know that next year you're going to be battling your fellow countrymen for the world title.
0: Okay, that's a bit strong.
1: That's what, <laughs> this is why, best, and you said oh. there hasn't been any Coldenhoff hype. Okay. Cal McEwen. Yep. With Prado out, who will be the best scoring rookie in the MXGP class at Mattoly? Ooh, with Prado out rookie. Yeah, easy. Mitch Evans. I forgot about Mitch. Oh. I forgot about Mitch. That isn't easy. So who were you going to say, Vlanderen? Yeah, because I was thinking of the guys who were being kicked out of MX2, not the one who voluntarily stepped up. Right. Yeah. No, I say Mitch. Mitch is
0: going to be a force next year.
1: I don't know. Mitch or Vlanderen? I think Mitch has got a really
0: good chance to...
1: I'll say Mitch because I think that he will be more comfortable on a Honda 450 at that point than Blander and will be on a Yamaha 450.
0: Yeah. I think Mitch is gonna be um mixing it up. Okay. He'll be in that he'll be in that set top of the second group.
1: Who's in the second group?
0: I thought you said that uh you've got your Caroli, Prado Herlins in the top group and Geyser.
1: I said Herlins one. Yeah. Caroli two A, Geyser two B, Prado two C, Fevra five.
0: Yeah. So when where are you putting Mitch? I'm I'd put Mitch in with behind Coldenhoff. And Where are you a, putting Paul out? I don't know. He, he, in the pits? Left back? No, in I, the changing I, I think he's still got something to offer, but I just don't know if he's got that intensity, that, that fire in the
1: belly. You said he was going to win a race this year. Same bet next year?
0: No. No, I made a mistake.
1: Yeah. Luton FC 1994 said... Wow, a Luton supporter. Are you doing MX Manager next year?
0: Yes. Oh, we fucking are. Not only are we doing MX Manager, but we have got some awesome, awesome, Prizes. I don't want to get too excited. Is that
1: thing in... that we were talking about actually happening? Yeah. Have you had conversations about it since the first? Oh
0: course? yeah. So so we've got some very very good prizes next year. If you thought the last couple of years were good, shirty vouchers. Yeah. This stuff <laughs> is going to blow you away. This is going to be very very good. And not only is it, we've got experience packages you can win. We've got quite a big potential object you can win. We've got lots of objects you can win. Then we've got also. Round-by-round prizes, which are very good as well. Nice. And there's a lot of companies which are getting involved because they've obviously seen the value.
1: Nice. Um. So,
0: properly excited. Also, we could be making some amendments as well to MX Manager, and we could be introducing, obviously, to increase our prizes and to make more variables in the game. We could be bringing in some brands or some opportunities for, say, uh, getting points for the top 10 helmets. And that, well, I'm not talking about the helmets that's in your pants, I'm talking about the helmets that go on your head. I still don't know how we can do that without confusing everyone. Of course you can. So think about, you get points, yeah? 10 to 1 in the overall, okay? Right. And obviously, the most popular helmets, and the, the helmets which are the most popular, and are used by the riders who you feel are going to get So Aero, points. because they've got Herlins, Crowley and Prado. Wouldn't would be the most expensive. Would be the most expensive. So you probably wouldn't be able to afford an Aero Helmet and Crowley and Hurlins and KTM and everything else. Okay. Yeah? What it does is it gives variables. It I just, will... I'm just
1: i worried that it might confuse everyone. Well, it's not that fucking hard, no, so. is it? Because oh, I struggle to grasp it. But it's okay. Yeah, I know, but that's you. We're still in the planning stage. Yeah. Tom Grimshaw, 61. Yep. Hi, Tom. Good luck for this year. For this year, it's almost over. Well, for 2020. Okay. This is coming year. I nearly said the C word again. Thoughts on running a Triple Crown format at selected GP rounds in the future? How would it work? Three motos, I guess? One on a Saturday, two on a Sunday?
0: I still got this thing right. Three
1: shorter motos?
0: I I, I still believe the qualifying
1: race should be race one. Oh, see, I was on board with a Triple Crown thing until you said it like that, and now I'm a bit, oh. But it should be. What is the point in qualifying for a qualifying
0: race in the first place when actually the qualifying race, you can go out and nail yourself And it means absolutely bollocks. So the qualifying race should be race one on a Saturday. Sets us up nicely for race two and three on a Sunday. If David or anybody else has listened to me at Ustream, please, please bring this in. I'm not not there with that. I don't really give a shit what you think. I'm not sure I want... I've already listened to some of your things over the last hour.
1: I'm not sure I want that many races.
0: We're not sure if we want you at MXGP. Maybe you should just stick to the British. No. When you're hobnobbing around there next year.
1: No. With your cup
0: of tea and your biscuits. My high-vis on. <laughs> your high-vis on. <laughs> oh, prick. <laughs> I'm glad I am fucking sold out like you. Sellout, bitch.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I love the Triple Crown in Supercross. When they first introduced it, I wasn't there that year. Yeah. And watching it on TV, I was a bit like, eh. When I got there this year and saw it in person, I was like, fucking hell, this is unbelievably good. Yeah. So maybe what well, I'm not on board with GPs doing it. But then also, I feel like motocross is different to supercross. No, I, I live like on the edge. Supercross, you can change things like that. Motocross is do, a bit different. Do 10 races. 10 which are qualifying, no, ten. 10 which is race, well, that's race just 1, confusing. 2, and 3. Why would you do that? <laughs> Triple cross. That's, no, because that's different. It's not. It's not fucking different at all. Like,
0: no, But then also... Just get rid of the qualifying race. Qualifying race is a nothing race. And I, people are balls out rather than give, trying to get a place. They should have got than, a place
1: on the... In the actual timed practice. Rather than give points to the qualifying race, yeah, I think I would rather do the qualifying race as normal and then have three shorter motos on Sunday. Three shorter motos. But then everyone would complain that they're racing too That's much. That's shit. That is... See, this is why people don't come to you for ideas. Why, not, why is it shit? Actually,
0: let's talk about this. When was the last time you come up with an idea which wasn't somebody else's? Um... It was my idea. Put an advert in there, Rob.
1: Oh! Actually, no, it wasn't really my idea. No.
0: Yeah, put another advert in there, Rob. Yeah. Look, speechless. Great. Um, no, have you got any idea. more questions?
1: Well, well, I don't know what sort of ideas you're asking me to think of.
0: A, a, a fucking idea. A unique idea.
1: I'm too busy working on stuff. No, you're not. No, you're not. This sewer magazine's really hard. <laughs> Do we have any more questions? Yes. Ride Green said... "Oh, that could be Team
0: Green. Fellow you, Team Green person.
1: Can you buy SS24 graphics? Well, Ride Green. Who is Sean Simpson's graphics? Being the top guy that I am, um, I read your question, Oh, and I got in contact with SS24, who said you can't buy graphics. <laughs> oh. But he said maybe in the future. Oh. His words were, could be one for the future. Next week? I told him there's clearly a market for it.
0: Obviously. If we're getting questions on a podcast for Sean Simpson 20... He's missed an opportunity there.
1: No, because one set of graphics isn't going to change the world. Who knows? I had Champ KTM graphics back in the day. Okay. On my 65. Great work. Mm-hmm. I had Chaparral Honda graphics on my 250.
0: Do you know what I seen the other day? What? I remember on one of my old photos, I had an MXA seat cover. A custom MXA seat cover. Who remembers those? I don't. They were fucking cool. Guessing I wasn't alive though. No, you're just being fought off park back right uh-huh.
1: now. Okay. Ryan MX thirty seven. Tickle in the pants, you said will. thoughts on the new gas gas teams, do you think they will be based on KTMs? This is gonna stop these questions. Evo Monticelli is testing in Spain today. He is riding a KTM with orange plastics. Why? Because that is what he will be racing next year. Except that KTM with orange plastics will become a gas gas with red plastic. I wonder if they're going to actually put gas gas
0: on the engine, or will it
1: still say KTM on the engine? They'll uh, put gas gas, I'd imagine.
0: Okay. But
1: yeah, they're actually testing on a KTM. It's not secret. It's on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. They're actually riding KTMs in Spain.
0: Okay,
1: That's not because the new gas gas hasn't been developed yet, and they're just killing time until they get their all-new mysterious gas gas. Do you know what somebody said to me the other day?
0: What? when I was at, Well, not the other day, but six weeks ago when I was at ICMA Oh, wow. They said, why do I need to go to a website when I can just go onto Instagram and i know everything there?
1: And it's a bloody good point. It is true. The media game has changed quite a lot. Yeah. But then also, I think that, because when a rider breaks news on Instagram, by the time I put it on the website, which if I catch it immediately, it would take 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. 15 minutes, I'm always like, this is stupid. Everyone already knows. Then the website goes mental. So like, clearly not everyone checks Instagram that much. And do you know why? Demographics.
0: What, what? Who said this to you? I'm uh, not saying. I'm
1: not saying it Sounds like that. a bit
0: of a dickhead for saying that to you. Not really. Oh. That's, that's how people, that's how he is consuming his information. True. But then there's, there's a, we, we already know that there's something like 90,000 people a month which follow our Facebook page and click on our Facebook articles and then go to the website instead of so going direct to the website.
1: So it depends on how you get your, yeah, your information. Two more questions. Okay, on. GW85, which US rider would have the best chance to transition into the MXGP series? It didn't work for RV. Why didn't it work for RV? He got injured at round four. Qatar was a bit of a mess, yes. He won round two and then he went 4-4 at round three. Yeah, but wasn't there lo- there was loads
0: of things? I think even Filippo spoke to it on your best friend's website.
1: Yes, he said that he wasn't as ready as he should have been. He did, struggled with a bike. He struggled with a team and all and of that. set ends and all that but sort of stuff. It, well, you can't we can't say it was a failure. He did three races and he won one of them. Yeah. Let's calm down on that. He wasn't But anyway, let's get back to the original. He wasn't racing around in 12th. Yeah. I don't know. Tomac? Tomac could be good. He's the fastest American rider outdoors, so he's going to be the fastest yeah. American rider in GPs. Cooper Webb? He could be good. Yeah. They could all be good. They're good riders. Yeah. It's not like, oh, let's pluck out Kyle Chisholm and put him in GPs, and oh my God, he's become amazing. Not to pick on Kyle Chisholm, but...
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Last question. You'll like this one. Oh, okay. Is it talk about me and my Kawasaki? Engine and balling junkie. With the arena cross season upon us, I've been watching so many old UK supercrosses on YouTube. Yep. 99 to 01, it had all the big names on the British MX scene doing it, like Nunn, Billy Mac, Sword, Jorgensen, Prince, etc. Yeah. Now it seems to be something names want to avoid. Do you think the British indoor scene will get better within the next few years? Does it come down to the organisers and sponsors or money?
0: Well, one thing I could actually 100% hand on heart say is it can't get any fucking worse.
1: It's got its little box with its French riders and stuff. But it could be big. It, I believe it could be big. Really? I, mean, it could be I don't part think you can do any more with what you've got.
0: I think it could be one of the rounds of a European Supercross. Oh, cross. God, here
1: we go. What, an arena cross? So you're going to go from Paris, where there's this massive track, to a pokey little UK arena with three straights and a you double.
0: Are, you haven't got to have a pokey UK arena. If you look at, what is it, the Cardiff? Round. Oh, yeah, that'll be
1: great with 100 fans in there. It might not get 100 fans in there. I think you would be surprised at know. how little people would turn up. I think up. there's
0: the Rico Arena, which is Coventry as well. They're doing lots of different sporting events there.
1: You'd be surprised how little people would turn up, I think.
0: I don't know. If, if you'd done one event and you had Malcolm Stewart and people like that racing... In the oh, UK. yeah.
1: But you're not going to get those. Yeah, you... Uh, that's what well, I'm well, talking about. I'm I'm Arena not...
0: Cross runs the same time as Supercross. Yeah, but no one... Right, when was the last time... What, what happened the last time a decent rider turned up to Arena Cross? Josh Hansen. Right. Well, what happened to there? He turned up for one and didn't go back because I don't think he got paid.
1: I can't remember what the story was there. What, what
0: I'm saying is that the, obviously Geneva and Paris and other places like that, they offer good money. Like if you want to get, if you want to put on a, a, a good event, you need to get good riders in there, which are going to get people off their ass and into it.
1: I thought about this. Um... That's the same
0: thing about the same, right? British Championship right? As I said, was dead, yeah? Because the British Championship, this year it's going to be different because the British Championship, you've got a really good selection of riders who are going to be there. People are going to want to go. It's the same as, why do people go to Hawkstone International? Why do you have 10,000 people plus at Hawkstone International and 300 people at round one in the British Championship? And it's because Hawkstone International pay for decent riders to go there. And it's the first time you get to see them.
1: I was thinking about this at Geneva and Paris. Why doesn't the Arena Cross series run in December and then they might get a good couple of Americans over and stuff? But if they do that, they then clash with Paris, Geneva, Barcelona, ADAC, um, French S X Tour, which means they don't have a series because they can't get the Frenchies over, so there is no series. So they have to run in January, because that's their yeah, biggest. That's, the that's
0: still Oh, okay. So so you're saying that it clashes for the riders, it doesn't clash for the fans.
1: Yeah, for riders. So they're not gonna have any riders. Well, yeah. So they have to run in January because that's where they can actually get people like Subarass over, which also means they have to forego getting Malcolm Stewart and people, but they're never gonna be at, the Arena Cross UK can't afford to pay Malcolm Stewart to come over. No. So that's stupid. And, and Malcolm Stewart isn't gonna come yeah, but over not, yeah, but for an arena. Hang cross. on,
0: hang on. I'm not saying that the Arena Cross should do it. I'm saying that if there's a European Supercross, I'm not saying that Arena Cross should host that rank. I'm saying that that might be done by another promoter. So what I what I'm saying is the person who puts on the the UK version of Supercross
1: in a big stadium
0: in a big stadium
1: yeah, but probably it, won't
0: be arena cross. It
1: would just never work. Why not? It just wouldn't. You're living in a dreamland. No one would turn up. It wouldn't be as exciting as anyone thinks. It just wouldn't work. Okay. Think about your opinions on Geneva. All right, negative Nelly. Well, right, it's true, isn't it? Fuck
0: me, honestly. It's true. Oh, new idea. We're just going to
1: shit on that well, one. No, let's be let's be on. Let's just call yeah. a spade a spade. Yeah, whatever. The old card. I know someone. Do you know called. what? If we all followed that that
0: that mindset in life, we might just all fucking give up, haven't we? <laughs> Seriously, after literally, I'm surprised that we've not actually had fucking the police come in and say. 28 people listening to your podcast over the last 25 episodes have committed suicide, listening to Lewis poo-pooing every fucking thing.
1: I will say this, because someone's going to tweet us saying this. Yes, the Cardiff Supercross did pull in a decent crowd and decent riders. Right. Times were different then. Why? Um, AMA Supercross wasn't as accessible as it is now. No one... I feel like it was a, that was a big deal then. Now... Oh, I'll just watch. AMI, I'll just I'd rather watch AMA Supercross on TV than go there and watch super ass and people.
0: Well, so, so ten thousand people will, the thing will is, freeze their to... butt off at Hawkstone International. Ten thousand people yep. plus will freeze their tits off at Hawkstone yep. International, right? And pay thirty five quid a ticket. Yep. Yep. But you're telling me that they won't go and sit in a stadium for fifty quid to watch who Supercross who good riders who? the equivalent of what is on the starting lineup of, Hawkstone uh, International.
1: But you gotta be more specific. Give me names.
0: Well, Hurlins, one of the biggest well, riders get in the world, is in the Supercross now. No, but I'm saying you're going to get someone of that caliber riding because if they can afford the start fee for. Jeffrey Hurlins no, at no, no, Hawkstone no, no, International no, 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 no. what do you mean no 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 because no because
1: no. Hurlins start fee for Hawkstone is nothing like someone like Tomac would ask for to do Paris because Hurlins needs to do Hurlins is going yeah, but let's, let's, Herlings, let's be
0: sensible here you're not bringing Tomac yeah, but over to you the said Cardiff. the
1: Hurlins equi- equivalent Tomac is the Hurlins equivalent
0: well I would have said Malcolm Stewart
1: no Malcolm Stewart isn't the American equivalent to Hurlins.
0: Malcolm Stewart could win Supercross this year.
1: But Herlins can win every single MXGP round this year. Malcolm Stewart can't win every single Monster Engine Supercross.
0: Well, Herlins might not because he might get injured.
1: But what I'm saying is, Herlins is going to race a preseason international at some point somewhere. Yeah, he'll either go to Hawkstone or La Capel. The fact is, he isn't going to go, no one's willing to pay me enough money, so I'm just going to stay at home.
0: But we're hypothetically speaking, and I'm saying, about a European supercross where the Americans might come over and stay for three or four weeks and do Geneva, Paris, UK, Milan, say. Dream world. Um, look, I'm not saying that as a dream world. All I'm saying is that I'm not poo-pooing the idea like you are. Fucking dream world. Dream world. Honestly.
1: Because no one would be able to come over and stay for three or four weeks because there's no for them to even do their testing. People, people, AUSX Open and Essex Open were a weekend apart this year. Yeah. Anderson, Cervacci and that went home to California, America and then flew back to Australia.
0: Let me shed a, a little light on you. After racing indoors and outdoors for a whole year and then coming over to earn some extra money, they might not want to fucking practice or test in between. They might want to go- No, they
1: have to. It's November. Like, November. No, no supercrosses why to right go. And you know what, guys? Six weeks to an I'm one. I'm fucked. I'm gonna have two weeks off. They, that's they don't have a choice. November's right. boot camp All right. time. All right. All right, let's play devil's advocate. They don't
0: stay for three weeks. They fly to and back. There's a thing called a plane which you can get on, so, and you can okay. be back in America in ten hours.
1: Okay. Um. Hey. Uh. Eric Kehoe. Uh. Roxon here. Um. I'm gonna do Roxon's
0: sh- not gonna come over and do stupid. Okay. Uh.
1: Hey. Raven. Tony Alessi. Uh, Malcolm Stewart here. I'm going to do this European Supercross Championship. You know how every other year I've gone back and forth twice in the winter, once a month? Uh, this year, this is my right. schedule. I'm flying to Europe Monday. No, I'm flying to Europe Friday, back to California Monday, back to Europe Friday, back to... hope this doesn't... Hope I know you're probably going to be concerned. I'm going to be tired and like, maybe I won't be giving my best in testing. But they're doing two
0: rounds in fucking Australia.
1: Yeah, two races. That's fine. For a month? I'm, I'm just saying.
0: We had a conversation nine episodes ago that there was no fucking chance of the across the Nations There's ever being There's no alien. chance
1: that's going to happen anyway. Whatever. That won't ever happen.
0: Whatever. Have you got any more
1: questions? No, that was the last one. Right,
0: let's fucking go because I've had enough.
1: I quite enjoyed that, chat.
0: Huh? I, I didn't. Look how fucking stressed I am. I
1: actually quite enjoyed it. I thought it was quite a good debate.
0: Right. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, once again... Um,
1: thanks to Liat for sponsoring the Ask Vice Anything section. Yeah,
0: p- after that, they probably won't ever want to sponsor it again. But no, we, really do, <laughs> <laughs> we do really appreciate the sponsors. We really do appreciate... Everything you guys do without the the people listening, reading, watching, and coming on to MX Vice, there wouldn't be an MX Vice. So um, if you're still interested in helping us, we have a loyalty program. We've been sending out lots of t-shirts and lots of care packages to uh, to people. And uh, I've seen a couple of people posting their appreciation, which is really, really cool. So if you want to get involved in that, um, just go on to Google search MX Vice Loyalty and you'll get the page and read through and sign up because we are actually giving away lots of really cool stuff. Things like that really help us. And also you might have seen the MX Vice t-shirt, which is on there, uh, available now to buy. It's £18. And believe me, every time that uh, we sell an MX Vice t-shirt, a little bit of white wee comes out of me. And um, it's another step to us uh, surviving. So um, thank you very much. That's it from us. I'm off to America. Oh, fuck you. We'll be back, maybe not next week. Have a great Christmas. How are we going to be back? I'm we don't be America. know. We're figuring shit out. <laughs> have a great Christmas. Have a great New Year. And I will be back with Lewis on the end of a phone in a few weeks. Goodbye. The,
1: the MX
0: Vice Show.
1: Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK, Talon wheels, sprockets, footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info.
0: You are listening to the MX Vice Show.